0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm selected and I'm delighted to be joined by the birthday boy
1: himself, Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the voice of value. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, fantastic. I'm currently in lockdown, which is a bit of a blow, but uh, I've been bragging enough recently. About <laughs> Not really, so I have to take my medicine now.
0: Yeah, and your birthday beers. Obviously, I hope you're sitting there with a beer in hand when they have Man at the moment. Uh, it's,
1: a, it's actually a mimosa, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't even know what a mimosa is. <laughs> Champagne and orange juice, of course. Any I self-respecting tipster doesn't have <laughs> it Has to be champagne and but... bottle.
0: That's true. I thought you might have been training yourself with uh, some Guinness ahead of the Cheltenham Festival, which is only a couple of weeks yes. away.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a few Guinness, a few cans of Guinness in the fridge. Um, so yeah, definitely be a few of them this weekend to get get things lined up. Yeah, get yourself in the mid.
0: Uh, I suppose we should probably talk about the big news this week in the racing world, and I think we're all left pretty appalled by the the Gordon earlier story that emerged uh, over last weekend a real
1: shocker um a real shocker you you, you expect to see um you know the odds the odds sort of scandal in racing be it welfare related or or um horses not trying or um you know um drug issues that, that emerge at various times but this is just so bizarre and mm. just and, and even the apology um, or, or justification, uh, such as it was, I, I can't get my head around that either. Just really disappointed in him. Because he, he he's one of the top, top guys in the sport. You know, it's like, mm. I was trying to explain it to football fans, um, friends of mine that aren't really racing people. And I said, it's like, you know, if, if Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola was, was, you know, was doing something um, that, that, put, that was basically mocking their own player's injury or something like that. And it's, mm. It just doesn't, it's just... It it's hard to draw a comparison really. Yeah, it's really it's, difficult because yeah, these trainers are, the, are, are supposed to be at the forefront of animal welfare and to yeah. be fair to them, you know, whenever you visit a yard or you speak to trainers or you hear them interviewed or, or you see other people that have visited um, yards for for sort of open days and things like that, the, the horses are treated like, you know, royalty. They, they, mm-hmm. they really are looked after in both jumps racing and flat racing and, and the, the people who Usually, are most upset when a horse dies or is injured, um, are the trainers, uh, you know, closely followed by the owners. And but uh, you know, if I had a another horse moving forward, I'd never consider sending it now to Elliot just because of this. You know, it's just like, can't yeah. Have it. yeah, I mean, it's got to be
0: a career ender for them, surely. I mean, I would imagine that most owners will be pulling their horses out of
1: this stable, wouldn't they? You would think so. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, even if it is, uh, it's hard to say. Um, I, I see that Giganstown have stood by him, they're, they're quite contrary at the best of times, so <laughs> it's kind of, um, it remains to be seen how that goes, but um, I, I, yeah, I can't see any sort of self respect and horse-loving owners saying, nah, that's alright, we'll just, we'll just sort of ignore it and, and press on because he's dead good at winning horse races, you know, that's not acceptable.
0: Yeah, so what kind of impact is it going to
1: have on the festival? Um, well, the show must go on, you know. Um, it, it, as far as I understand it, there's a sort of temporary ban pending outcome of the Irish inquiry. I think the pressure was put on by the British regulator yeah. to, 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 for the Irish to do that. Um, I've seen some criticism of the British regulator, but for me, I think that was the right thing to do for the integrity of the sport. I don't think you could have um, elite horses coming over for the festival whilst there was still this um, mm. opening, you know, a, 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 a sort of investigation looming. Um, so I think that was the right thing to do, and I don't think it's right. Anyhow, horses should be racing at the biggest um, festival of the season for jump racing. So they have now all transferred out to other stables. Um, it remains to be seen in terms of uh, the, the welfare of those horses. Um, sometimes when a horse switches yard, it can take time. You know, the, the feed might change. There's, there's, it's like if, it's like when a human being moves house. You know, yeah. you you've got yeah. to adjust. Yeah. Aye, absolutely. Um, so whether that whether that has an impact i don't know very difficult to say um i, I would be slightly wary about um lumping on any um elite horses for the time being um see how things go and, and you know just see wh- when they turn up closer to the time um and if they've settled in all right I, I dare say the new trainers will be keeping a close eye on any horses that have transferred in and make sure welfares their sort of priority concern um, so the likes Boy Alan and um, horses like that that are pretty short price pay, but I wouldn't mm. be them just now I'd be yeah. giving that a bit of time before see um, how the dust
0: settles a up yeah pretty
1: much, pretty much
0: and I don't know if it's related at all but obviously Tiger Roll being been withdrawn from the Grand National as well who's another yeah, early uh,
1: horse that's, that's, that's disappointing it's was, it was, it was hard to tell whether it was related but it did come within that sort of that whole maelstrom of, of news um, within three or four days um, you don't know whether it was Giggins Town saying, get, get up, um, we're not sending him across mm-hmm. or, or whether it, they, were, they had always intended to do that. Um, it's hard to say. It's a shame because he would have had a, if he was in form, he'd have had a fantastic chance. I mean, last year, this time last year, I just thought, I can't see anything beating him. This is going mm-hmm. to be it's incredible. He could win three in a row. Um, whether he's still in the same form or not, it's hard to tell. He's, he's been campaigned, sort of, sparingly and and he hasn't looked like he's got the same enthusiasm so maybe they've just decided to pull stumps i don't know
0: yeah i mean it's been an awful week for horse racing but we've still got you know a lot to look forward to and there's a i suppose there's a certain element where you kind of think you're kind of glad that it's happened maybe this week that it's come out and not much closer to the festival and the grand national and some of the, the bigger
1: events that are coming up yeah, that's very true. I mean, if it had happened sort of on the eve of the festival, if you'd wanted to make the most impact, that's when you would have done it, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. a couple of days before. Let, let it sort of disseminate through the news and then just ruin the whole the whole week. So they've had a chance to react. Um, I don't think they've overreacted. I think I think it's been dealt with. It's it's actually reassuring that people that there's been such an outcry from everyone. I haven't heard one person that's that's even sort of yeah, made an attempt to so justify yeah. this. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I suppose we need to take a step back and say, well, look, the horse hat, ho- it's not as if he killed the horse or anything like that. that. That's not what we're saying. We're not even saying that he mistreats horses in his care, but it's just that laissez faire mm. look on his face and the attitude. like, can't have it, cannot to, have it. To
0: use a well worn word these days,
1: it's, it's the optics of it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a horrible word, that, but it's Cool.
0: But anyway, life goes on and we uh, we crack on with this week's uh, racing on Saturday. We've got live races on ITV. Uh, just very briefly, last week was a bit of a sore one for us. Uh, three picks. Athol Street was pulled up, which denied us the double, which was a shame. Uh, double shuffle. Double uh, shuffle. Couldn't manage a win but of course Clondor Castle (laughs) won uh, after we mentioned them on the podcast and uh, Salty Boy went off favourite but ended
1: up finishing third so hopefully people still got some place money out of that one. Yeah, it was it was a tough one to take actually. Last week, I think Athol Street um, being pulled up was the most disappointing because just never gave his run and he pulled like it was like back to his first run again. He pulled the uh, he pulled the arms off the jockey and just gave himself absolutely no chances to to see out the trip. So that was probably the um, probably the most disappointing part of it, and and it, it was a bit of a signal for both of the, the sort of each way tips that we went for yeah. and to end up end up being beaten. Um, and yeah, Salty Boy it's it's a sort of a reasonable return for each way, but that's all. And and for Condor Castle to be the one that <laughs> beat me and um, mm-hmm. it's, it's sick as well in the other race with double shuffle. But anyway, we're barking up the right tree, where, um I think I said this before we're picking the uh the right horses in the wrong week. It's like the old Workham
0: Workham <laughs> and Wise, was it? I'm playing the, the right notes, just not necessarily in the right order.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought
0: consolation to people who lost their bets <laughs> no not at all so we've got five tips for today and there's a horse that you quite like to look off to uh, sorry five tips for saturday we've got a horse that you quite like to look off on sunday so we'll get cracking with the 115 at newbury uh, i was going to point out that your pick here uh, Shantou village is getting on a bit an 11 year old until i realized it was actually a veterans race so uh, <laughs> it's actually one of the younger ones in the race
1: yeah, it's less of a problem in a race like this when they get to, when they get to 11. So you've got to be um, a minimum of 10 years old to qualify for this. So, yeah, he's okay in that respect. Um, it's, um, it's actually a quite a good-looking race, this one. Um, I don't think there's a, there's a standout um, candidate for it. Um, and I've, I've plumped for Shanty Village for a number of reasons. Um, firstly, pretty low weight. Um, he is, I believe he's bottom weight actually, yeah. and they've put on um, they put on a, a young jockey called Millie Warnicott. Um, she, she claims seven pounds, which will actually be really useful um, as well. She's she's pretty good value for that. She's a decent young uh, jockey, um, and Shantou Village is a horse who, if you go back in his form, was, was pretty classy at one stage, um, and has got some recent form that suggests he's a, you know he's not completely gone at the game. He had a decent run around Shepstow in October um, and he, wasn't, he didn't disgrace himself at, at Christmas time at Kempton. So I think this is an easier race than he's been trying um, in recent times. In fact, I'm, I know it is, um, sorry he should be a lot closer. And running off a pretty low weight, I think he's got a, a, a very strong chance. And It looks to me like they've sort of campaigned him with this in mind, giving him a good rest after Christmas. And he'll come back here and, and give it his best shot.
0: OK, so that's the, I don't know if I mentioned, there's a one fifteen at Newbury, um, which is live on ITV. So at Shantou Village currently around
1: the 5-1 to 1 mark? Yeah, I think, I think that's a very fair price um, in the circumstances. So there's there's a few that are kind of uh, in and around that sort of mark that I'm back in, in for Saturday. So you might want to do maybe sweet doubles and trebles as well if you're that way inclined yeah it's a good shout
0: okay next up we uh staying at newbury it's the 150 and yeah so we're like a progressive horse on this podcast and uh,
1: you've picked out another one in this race yeah and um, i think this is a really fair price actually for this horse and um, name the is the big bite um again a, a good race here it's I, I should say um to mention at the top of the show but the, um, the racing for, for Saturday's fantastic. There's some really good stuff at Kelso, which we'll come on to, and, and the card at Newbury is really good as well. Usually, when you get closer to the Cheltenham Festival, the, the quality really dries up. But I'm really um, quite impressed with w- what's on show. Um, the big bite in, in this one um, is up against some decent horses. Umbregado is a progressive, another young progressive one. Um, and Killer Clown, one last time out, really convincingly. So they're, they're much shorter in the betting. Um, and that's perhaps why um, we're getting a decent place about the Big Bite. But I think if you dig into his form, um, he, he won nicely at Aintree in November, and then last time out at Doncaster, um, he was second to a horse called Iblio, who I think we've tipped before. In fact, yeah. I think we tipped it that very day <laughs> in January <laughs> when it won. Um, and the Big Bite was about three legs behind, and then the rest of them were sort of strung out with, with the washing in behind. Um, and that, I think that's pretty solid form. Um I'd expect him to uh, to improve again. The big bite, he's only an eight year old, so he's got a bit more improvement in him. Um, and, and actually, as I as look now, the price um, has drifted slightly on big bite. You're actually getting double figure, odds, getting 10 to 1 about him. I think that's pretty fair um, as an each way prospect.
0: Yeah, just looking at the, the odds grid there, uh, you highlighted Paddy Power and Betfair both
1: paying
0: five places in this race. a and they've currently got him 8 to 1, but I see Skyberg going 9 to 1 currently for five
1: places so that looks like the best option here that sounds good yeah and um, we'll, we'll call it we'll call it eight to one for the purposes of getting those extra places um and uh, we'll mark it down in the stats as eight to one but yes yeah, if, if you can shop around you might get a bit better than that i think the each way of course, you know, this is very fair yeah
0: Okay, doke next up it's the 205 at kelso as you mentioned and we're looking at a horse here that's carrying seven pounds you're hoping to defy that penalty
1: Yep, so uh, the horse I like here is torn and frayed, um, and as you say, he's um, carrying a £7 penalty, the reason for that um, is he ran fairly recently at Hereford on the 20th of February, and absolutely hosed up um, by 10 lengths, so he's, uh, they're, obviously, they're obviously trying to quickly get him back out before the handicapper has a chance to sort of reassess his mark and catch up with him. Um, so he's uh, he, he looks to me like he's got a very strong chance. I would have made him favourite actually, um, but they've got the Paul Nicholls horse, Flash Cologne, who's sort of equally progressive, and um, seems to be the uh, seems to be the favourite that the market's gone with just now. I thought the five to one about torn and trade um, was was very fair. It's also worth bearing in mind Nigel Twiston Davies is coming from um, all the way down in the south west of the country southwest of England. Um, all the way up to, to Kelso, which is a decent um, trip for a day out. So I don't think they're just going yeah. for a laugh. Um, yeah. You'd expect the horse to be really really going for it. Um, and Sun Sam, and Davis rides it as well. So I think they're going all out and I thought five to one was very fair. Yeah, lots of ticks in the boxes there.
0: Okay, next up is the 228 Doncaster and you get your eye on a horse that's got a bit of form for winning at big prices. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, very, very well spotted. Um, this is a horse who's only ran twice before. Um, it's an Ian Williams-trained horse called Dragon Bones. Um, just jumped out to me. First of all, I love Ian Williams, as, as regular listeners will know. Um, but secondly, this is his um, first attempt over hurdles. He's um, had two runs in in bumpers before, which are running the flat, of course. Um, and as he quite rightly pointed out, he won at fifty to one on debut. Um, so I suspect um, nobody was expecting that, at <laughs> least not least Ian Williams or the, or the owners of the horse. Um, he then ran a, another huge price in a, in a much better race, uh, market racing in January. Um, went off at sixty-six to, six to one, but still managed to finish fourth that day and wasn't beaten. Wasn't beaten miles. Um, the winner of that race, Eileen Dover, um, which is a great name. <laughs> was was quite quite fancied for the the champion bumper at the festival. Um, she's not been entered in it now. She's I was just checking it this morning. She seems to have come out in the last round of the uh, declarations. That she's a, a, a pretty classy looking mare. Um, so I thought it was very interesting that Ian Williams has chosen to put um to put Dragonbone Street into this race, which is a pretty good quality listed um, mares novice hurdle. So it's a, a class one race. And he could have tried it in a, in a fairly straightforward, um, you know, novice hurdle or maiden hurdle um, to get some experience. It's straight in here; it's a decent price, a decent port to win. I think that I think that could be going for it. Um, so I just thought a twenty to one, uh, decent each way price, and it's worth a small, a worth a small nibble just to find out. Yeah, and with nine runners, it's a decent each way race to get involved in. Exactly, even if one of them comes out tomorrow morning, and um, you sh- should still get each way in it. Um, and just uh, it's one of those ones, can't let it go one back to a big price. Okay,
0: okay, last but not least on Saturday, we're playing for uh, each way places again in this one, I guess. And it's
1: former Willie Mullen, strained horse Bois de Rive, yeah. And- I, I, I just couldn't believe when I, when I sort of pr- I priced the race up in my, in my own head and then went to have a look at the prices, um, as I usually try and do. I couldn't believe that you're getting Voiderev at 20 to 1. I just thought that was a massive price. Um, one of the others I fancy in the race is a horse called Christopher Wood, which we backed last time out. Um, and um, one beat Voiderev, but not, 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 not massively. It was only beating about three lengths. Um, there's a complete swing in the weights this time. Um, it's much more in favour of Vladerev. So I thought, well, those two could be quite near the top of the market. Now, I might mm-hmm. just be getting the form completely wrong. Um, there was a horse called the Shunter and another called Favoir, who both have decent form, especially if Favoir's decent form is pretty cool. But I just thought that at the, uh, you know, Vladerev's back class is just not to be argued with, as you say, former Whitley Mullins horse. Has won plenty of races in his career. He's only a nine-year-old. He's been campaigned um, quite in quite a lot of races over the years, but he is only nine, so he's got. You know, it's not as though he's he's over the hill. And his last run, I thought, was excellent. He went off at eighteen to one that day. Um, they might send him off a similar price for this, um, but I just think twenty to one, fantastic, each way of value, and there's... there's Bookies paying four and five places in the race, so I thought um, go with the go with the class and experience of Waderev um, t- to get us in each way each way victory hopefully.
0: Yeah, again, plenty of twenty-eight to one around. Most bookies uh, paying four places, but Skybet you can get eighteen to one paying five places
1: at the moment. So yes, I would um, say so. that's probably the way to go with the five places, eighteen with Sky. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably yeah, I'd probably go go down that route.
0: Okay, before we wrap up, there's one on Sunday that you're just waiting to for the markets to open on eh, the five ten at Huntingdon that you're quite keen to have a look at.
1: Um, yeah, I'm conscious we won't do we will do another pod until next week, so it was one I wanted to mention. I'll try and get a try and get a post up on Mister Fix's Tips eh, website about this one, but it's a horse called Braganza Bay. Um, now he is entered in the five ten at Hunting Huntingdon on Sunday, as you rightly say. Um, Prices aren't out for that yet, and probably won't be until later on on Saturday. Um, but I will try and put uh, put a note up on the website about it. But certainly, when I've been sort of keeping an eye on It he was entered um, about a month or two ago, I think it was, in a race at Taunton, but that ended up being cancelled because of the weather. It caught my eye at that point because it was trained by Henry Daly, who's a trainer I follow, and he booked uh, Richard Johnson, uh, which he tends to only do if he thinks the horse has got a chance. So this mm-hmm. is the horse run is running on debut hasn't been on a race course before so you, you're having to take a lot to, um, in terms of a lot yeah. of trust but I just don't think he would have booked Johnson and he's done it again for this race um, if he thought that it was going to be a back number so if we can get an each way price on that I'll uh, I'll try and get involved in that yeah definitely one from the voice of value you notebook know, that one yeah absolutely fingers crossed okay though, can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for Saturday Kind of so we've got five tips for Saturday. Um, first is the 150 at Newbury, Shantoo Village, 5 to 1. The 150 at Newbury, the Big Bite, uh, 8 to 1 each way with Paddy Power and Bedfair Pay in five places. The 2.05 at Kelso is at Torn and frayed, 5 to 1. The 2.20 at Doncaster is at Dragon Bones, 20 to 1. That's generally available. And then finally, the 3.15 at Kelso of Waderev. And you're getting 18 to 1 each way of Sky Better paying five places. Excellent. Thank you very much.
0: That's us for another week on the Gambler Racing Podcast. Don't forget you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value. And as he mentioned, you can catch more of his tips at MrFixitstips.co.uk. Just remains for me to thank you for listening to the podcast and to wish yourself, Paul, a very happy birthday. Hope you have a great birthday weekend and best of luck with all your tips this weekend.
1: Oh, thanks very much. And I hope everyone uh, gets some birthday luck rubbing off from me on it, MM.